Yeah. Helen Dalton. Good morning, Helen. How are you? Oh, here we go. We'll do it that way. Helen, hello. Yeah, hi, Marcus. How are you? Good. I'm out of practice. I shouldn't be. I've been here. <laughs> anyway, I pressed the right button. Now, it's wonderful to talk to you. It is. A happy New Year. You too. So, How was yeah. your Christmas? Oh, very nice. Quite, but um, very, very nice. So, um, it's good to get the family back together again and, um, and catch up. And uh, lots of grandkids to cuddle. Yes, yeah, as I said, we, um, yeah, we've got a few, three little boys, so um, it's terrific, really. It, um, it's amazing how it starts all over again with grandchildren, yeah. you know, the excitement with Christmas and all of that. Wonderful stuff. All right, 2022, we're into a new year and already uh, you want to talk to me about floodplain harvesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's fine yeah. because these are the issues that... Uh, uh, I need to give airtime to the Friday before Christmas last year. We know the state government once again, you know, sneakily changed the law to allow for floodplain harvesting in New South Wales. Floodplain <laughs> harvesting, of course. Sorry, I'll just explain what it is yeah, to people who yeah. are joining us. It's the practice of allowing farmers to divert rainwater into their private dams before it reaches the river. The government changed the law while Parliament was not sitting and completely ignored the recommendations of a New South Wales Parliament floodplain harvesting inquiry that were handed down just two days beforehand. Uh, what's going on here, Helen? Oh, well, you would think that democracy is really under threat. Given that we've had the inquiry and um, that was very extensive and the report was then released... Um, and then just um, rather than debating the issue in Parliament or coming back, they, they just introduced these regulations on a Friday afternoon. So by Monday, yeah. the media cycle is sort of mm. finished and, and goes really um, under the radar. And basically, we're asking for a fair deal. We have a, um, a democracy here. Yeah. And we should go through the correct process and, and let everyone have their say. And Does, these recommendations yeah. are really, really important. Does the uh, the climate at the moment, we're going through a La Nina pattern, plenty of rain, it's pouring down as I look out the window here in Sydney this morning. Um, you know, there's plenty of rain out there, which means our dams are filling, which means that, okay, maybe floodplain harvesting might be all right, but that doesn't prepare us for an oncoming future drought because, you know, sure as night follows day, we'll have a drought. That's right, and I, and I keep saying this. Um, there's three sure things in life, and that's um, death, taxes, and, and drought. Yeah. And we shouldn't, because we are um, receiving a lot of rainfall, and we have out here as well, we mm. shouldn't, this is the time when we should really be t um, getting into it and resolving the issues in a fair way, um, so that um, no one's there are no third party impacts on some of the decisions that they're making. So everyone wants a fair deal, and I think mm. there's ways of navigating through all of that where everyone can be can be happy and um, communities can have, um, you know, they can, they can have water yeah. supply. Um, and we found during the drought that a lot of communities in my area mm -hmm. ran out of ran out of drinking water. Well, that's right. And we had fish kills and we had all sorts of problems. Mm. Uh, look, farmers do have the right to harvest some rainfall, uh, rainwater and rainfall. Excessive unlicensed floodplain harvesting in the Northern Basin, though, is the big problem. That's the one that's been really negative and had a, a bad impact on irrigators and community on the Murray and the Lower Darling in particular. Uh, and they... 
you say, will really suffer during the next drought. The government's also using dodgy numbers. Their modelling has not been independently verified. So, in other words, the claim is they continue to allow their mates to take too much water, which means less flowing down the Murray-Darling. That's right. They're cooking books. And um, <laughs> we, we really want to, um, to, you know, find out exactly what's, how they're doing the modelling because they're, they're changing the numbers, and that's a, a big concern too. All right. How is the Murray dealing with COVID? Uh, can anybody get their hands on rats? I mean, rapid antigen tests? No, not for no. love of money. In fact, no. I, I'm saying uh, the government doesn't give a rats, and they don't. <laughs> so, yeah, it's well, if we can't get them in, in Sydney, uh, you've probably got Buckley's chance of getting rats in regional areas like the Murray. Well, we can't even get tested with the, what is it, the PCR? Oh, PCR tests. So what test, that's right. We want testing um, stations set up at Berrigan, yeah. at Collieambly, Moama. Mm. No, no, we can't do that. So, <laughs> so you know, we, we think it's a fair deal that we'd at least be able to test, even if the results do come in, mm. um, you know, fairly late. But, um, and failing that, we'd like a rat. I think it's a fair fair thing. Oh, it's living with the virus, though, Helen. Come on, you need to. We (laughs) we need to push through uh, as we live with the virus. All Mm. these buzzwords. All right, after much pressure, the state government has finally agreed to build a new hospital in one of the most remote and forgotten towns in far west New South Wales, Wentworth. Now, the current hospital doesn't provide emergency services, orthopaedics or much else for that matter. So most people have to travel to Mildura, but Mildura is at capacity, so we need a proper hospital for New South Wales residents there at Wentworth. The government supposedly has done a community consultation on the new hospital uh, but what happened there? Well, um, just kind of, they're not, you, do you remember that um, alcohol, well, it wasn't alcohol, Clayton's, it was the, the drink <laughs> when you're not having a drink. Oh yeah, I know well, what you're we, talking we about, have, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was years ago and probably mm. younger listeners wouldn't know, but it was a non-alcoholic. Yeah, Clayton's, spirit, wasn't the, the beer exactly. you're having when you're not having a beer. Yes. Exactly, uh, yeah. And I, uh-huh. I call this consultation here, Clayton's consultation, it's a consultation you're having when mm. you're not having consultation. And that means they decide themselves um, what's going to happen. They don't let anyone know in good mm. time of whether yeah. they're going to consult. And, when, and even if they do turn up to consult, they don't actually take on board what people are saying. And this is just in totally what the New South Wales government does in all aspects. So they'll tick that box and say, oh, yeah, we let a couple of people know. Mm. But um, basically they do what they want. And it's, we are, well, Wentworth is a, the most remote place and um, we need a fit-for-purpose hospital that caters for that area, not a Sydney or not a city hospital yeah. or yeah. with city ideas. Mm. Mildura is in Victoria and, yes. of course, um, we we keep bludging on the Victorians for our health care. Well, um, you have no choice if the state government... Mm. Is, I mean, it's like a uh, an episode of Yes Minister. I'm just reading some of the detail here. The New South Wales government employed a Sydney-based consultant. The consultant never actually travelled to Wentworth, not once. She did her entire analysis from Sydney. There were a few virtual consultation sessions, but they weren't properly advertised. Nobody heard about them. In fact, in the entire Wentworth region, only eight people participated in the consultation. Eight people from a catchment of up to 12,000. 
you say it's so typical of how the New South Wales government doesn't give a stuff and the way they do their consultations in regional New South Wales. Look, I spoke to the consultant too, and I think she was pretty vague about where where Wentworth actually was. Um, <laughs> oh, I got off the, the, the Zoom and I thought, I don't think she's even looked in the map. No. So, yeah, look, it's very, very cool. But I bet she's got paid a fortune to do it. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. maybe, you know. But mm. um, I wish they would come out and genuinely consult with us. I think we could iron out a lot of the problems. We're seeing the pandemic really highlight um, how poor some of our health care is, especially in the bush. And this is a big chance for us to to um, get things right and a good good chance for the New South Wales government to, to make things right for us as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, Melinda Pavey, gone. Kevin Anderson, in. He's now looking after lands and water. Uh, what and kind and of a few other things? Yeah, yeah uh, hospitality and racing. He'll have his hands tied, I guess, with hospitality at the moment because of the COVID outbreak. But um, are you looking forward to a better working relationship with Mr. Anderson? Because I know you and Melinda didn't exchange Christmas cards. <laughs> no, well, actually, I sent you one. Um, <laughs> but I couldn't be. <laughs> um, I think it couldn't be much worse. Okay. So All I'm right. looking forward to to working with. Kevin Anderson. However, he did come to the area um, and um, didn't let me know. He, he did call me last night to, to say he had been in the area, but um, I think yeah. as a courtesy, they should call before um, coming to the area and say, would you like to catch up for a cup of coffee or whatever? So he came in mm-hmm. um, and um, met with all his cohort. Um, I think it's poor that they don't involve the local MP, really yeah. poor, and um, but I do, I'm, I'm living in hope that um, Kevin Anderson um, and I will have a pretty good working relationship. Well, he needs to listen to you. Uh, you know, you are the local member. You're the one at the coalface. You're the one that speaks to your constituents down there in one of the biggest, uh, if not the biggest, uh, electorates, regional electorates in New South Wales. He needs to understand what the issues and the problems are with such an important uh, thing as water. And, you know, if the if the locals and, and people who voted you in tell you that they're not getting their fair share and, uh, you know, the big irrigators, the cotton farmers and others uh, are getting more than they should take and they're being uh, probably advantaged, then uh, Mr Anderson needs to listen to you. But, Helen... You'll get the megaphone this year on this program to do that, okay? No, thank you, and um, I'm hoping to make some changes. I mean, uh, Kevin Anderson, uh, in the conversation last night, said, yes, you know, he'd love to catch up. Good. Well, that's that's a fantastic step forward, mm. and I think there's some um, easy things that they can do for a start, the low-hanging yeah. fruit, and mm-hmm. then we get into the nitty-gritty of making some change and sensible change so that we can... Um, we can feed the state and feed the nation because here in the Murray, mm. we've got the lower, in my electorate, we've got the lower Darling, the Murrumbidgee and the Murray and the lower Lachlan. Yep. We are, uh, you know, we are water and um, we mm. are food production Yeah, and uh, we want to do that um, and we want to do it in a fair way and, right. you know, and, and environmentally um, sound way as well. All right, Helen. Great to chat. We'll uh, catch up again next week. No, thank you so much, Marcus. My pleasure. Great to, great to speak to you. All right, there she is. She'll be a regular on the program talking regional issues, the important issues in food bowl areas such as water and regional health. She is my eyes and ears out there in that region of New South Wales. 
and I wish there were more Helen Daltons out there. Right across.